Welcome to the Transform Your Wedding Podcast, a how-to guide for taking your wedding to a whole new level. Here's your host, Marie Kubin from Rent My Wedding. Hey everyone, today we're talking all about reception decor. I'll be chatting with Alana Walker, the owner of Alana Walker Events. She has more than 11 years of experience with offices on the East and West Coast, and she's planned weddings all over the world. So I can't wait to hear all of Alana's tips and advice about reception decor. Hey, Alana. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to hear all of your ideas about reception decor, especially since you've been renting with Rent My Wedding now and using all different types of decor there. So I know that you've done so many gorgeous weddings and I just can't wait to hear all of your insights. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited to share. Yeah. So let's talk first just generally. What are your tips for, you know, reception decor and how to get started with planning? Okay, so whenever I start designing a wedding, um, I kind of break it down in a couple of different steps. Uh, the first thing I do is with my clients, I design the layout of the room. Um, because once I design the layout and the different types of tables that we're gonna have, that kind of sets the tone for the next step, which is the linens. And typically for like what I would consider to be the standout tables. I'll do a different linen on those. Then there's like, you know, your mood, you know, your, your mood setting tables, I guess you could say, which would be the rounds. Um, and, um, and then from there I decide, you know, then we talk about what goes on top of the table. So um, from that point, we have to figure out one of the major things, which is what's going to be that peace day resistance. What's going to be that thing that when guests walk into the room, they're going to fall out. Okay. I mean, and this could be something, this could be something like a, <clears throat> one time we erected a huge tree in the center of the room that was dripping with orchids and crystals. It came in its own truck. Okay. <laughs> And what we did is we put the family around it and called it the family tree. And that was that that was that wedding's piece de resistance. In another one, it was an ice sculpture. In others, it's cake. So it's really about kind of figuring out what that focal point, wow factor component is going to be in the room and then building out from that point. So that is that's one thing. Do you want me to go to the next one? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then the second thing is going to be, um, you know, once you figure out the piece de resistance, then you kind of step down from there and you go, you have like your kind of medium, you know, medium to tall centerpieces. Then the majority of the tables where you're really going to get your bulk is going to get be the mood setting tables. Those are going to be those tables that carry candlelight. I love candles. Yeah. That you can't have enough candles at a wedding. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Like you, you just can't. And when yeah. the sun goes down and it's just this beautiful romantic glow, it just it just really sets the mood for just this warm, loving, amazing reception. So having like candles on the first of all, candles should be everywhere, first and foremost. But 
on the majority of those, you know, on the, like the rounds, those are what I call like the mood setting tables. And I like to put candles and low florals and things of that nature there. Um, then from there, we got to figure out how we're going to jazz up the sweetheart table or jazz up where the bride and groom is, whether that is, you know, blowing out their table with flowers, whether it's creating something around them. They, in addition to the piece de resistance should be the focal point, the focal point in the reception space. Definitely. Yeah, you want to make it a great photo op for sure when you see the bride and groom sitting there and you'll these gorgeous photos from the day and then everyone's looking at them. So it's got to look gorgeous. Um, yeah. What's your favorite type of decor to really make that sweetheart table stand out? Well, I mean, who doesn't love flowers? Who doesn't love a wonderful backdrop? You know, renting you guys' pipe and drape backdrop has been amazing with creating you know a look behind the couple you know where that you know we've got some pipe and drape and you guys offer a lot of different colors so you know swagging something back putting some floral ties and you know maybe even hanging a crisp um you know a chandelier down that's one way that you can create an amazing backdrop um and those things you guys offer all of that stuff except for maybe the floral ties but you know you know what i mean um other things is you know doing like a floral uh what they call is a moon gate where it's just one of those circular things that's just completely covered with flowers um I love, love the use of lighting, um, whether it is, you know, pins, you know, not pin spotting, but of course pin spotting, but whether it is up lights to kind of create some type of design or whether it is putting the client's monogram right above their head on pipe and drape or on a solid wall. Um, those are just a couple of different ways that we can kind of jazz up that sweetheart table. Oh yeah, I totally love all of those ideas. You're like, speaking to me right now I'm like yes monogram lights <laughs> so yeah that's what I think is cool is when you you know think about what's going to be in the shop when you're looking at the bride and groom you know a lot of times it could be just a plain wall or maybe it's even something you don't want to see like some artwork you don't love that was in the venue or what have you so mm -hmm. I love kind of covering that up and making it your own unique spot for the bride and groom and you know backdrops are a great way if you need to completely hide things Mm -hmm. um, or like you said, the monogram light, you can just shine on the wall or even on the backdrop and it just adds that beautiful personal touch, which I really yeah. love that too. Yeah, yeah, me too. A lot of couples like having their monogram there because if you put the monogram above them and let's say the monogram is in the cake and it's in the stationery, like the menu and the table numbers and stuff, it just ties and brands everything together. Yeah, definitely. I love that kind of creating the personalized touch throughout all aspects of the wedding. That's such a good idea. Yeah. 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 So now when it comes to brainstorming, I mean, you're talking about having a family tree larger than life. How do you come up with these ideas? <laughs> you know, it all comes from the client, honestly, you know, taking the time, you know, when I, when clients sit down with me, it's, it's never about, Hmm, what do I want to do? You know, this is not my day. This is their day. So I really listen to them. You know, they're not professional. So sometimes they have a hard time articulating or properly explaining what they want. But I just try and pull out of them as much as I possibly can. What's your, you know, what's your, you know, what color scheme are you going for? Um, you know, what are some patterns that you have that you love that may be laying around the house? Or, you know, what are just some different, you know, what's your favorite flower? You know, what are some different elements that you just, you know, enjoy? Um, I love for them to go to Pinterest 
only because I want to see it to me when they go to Pinterest, that's their way of kind of communicating what level that they want. Okay, because you can go on Pinterest and you can have like pictures where there's flowers dripping from the ceiling and everything. And that lets me know what level they are. And then once I know the level, then I can design based on that. And of course, you know, kind of seeing how they like the use of their color scheme. You know, if someone has a color scheme of, let's say, champagne and blush, I need to know how to balance that. I need to know what they see and what they like in terms of, of balancing uh, those two colors. You know, is it more blush or is it more champagne? You know, um, is there any extra color? Like, is there a touch of black in there? So, um, so those are just kind of some of the ways that I, you know, have my, that I brainstorm with my clients. And then, you know, once I get a really good idea, then I, then, like I said, I go through my steps and then I create a visual proposal. So that way they can see every element of their wedding, the flowers, the bouquets, the boutonnieres, the centerpieces, the linens, the everything, every single thing I put in this design proposal. I, want them to have an idea of what the wedding is going to look like. I want them to see this design proposal and feel really confident, like, oh my God, I love the way that this looks. Yes. But we go a couple of notches up from that design proposal so that we can knock them out on wedding day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love how you do that because I think it's so hard if you're the couple and you've never planned a wedding before, trying to visualize what you see on a written outline is really tough. So I love that you get visual and even pulling from their ideas, what they see on Pinterest is such a cool idea too, to make sure everyone's on the same page and make that vision come to life. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love Pinterest for the fact that it has so many pictures. Um, I don't, you know, cop copy ideas and things of that nature, but I just want to know, like, that's their way of, of communicating to me what they possibly can't because they're not in the industry and they don't know how to say phalaenopsis orchids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Now, Pinterest obviously can also be a little bit of a problem too for some couples, right? You get, you know, all crazy about it has to look just like this Pinterest wedding I saw and then they find out what it's going to cost to do that. And, you know, for a lot of couples, that's just not going to work. So what do you do in those situations where, you know, they want this decor that's like a million dollar budget wedding? Um, what do you do to try to give them something, you know, still kind of like that, but fit within their budget? Well, the first thing that we have to do is have a come to Jesus, okay? Or come to whoever that you look up to. We have to have one of those meetings. <laughs> And, you know, just kind of be realistic. You know, I, I'm never one that's going to um, hype any clients up, especially in the consultation process. If, if while we're doing a discovery call or, you know, some type of preliminary call and, you know, I find out you want all of these crystals and, and flowers and stuff dripping from the ceiling. And then in the next breath, you tell me that your budget is like 50,000 you know, I will educate you. Education is major, not only for vendors, you know, that need to be educated, but couples need to be educated as well. So that way they know how much things really, really cost. And once we have that come to whomever, and, um, and then we're able to, you know, just kind of talk through some things and, you know, I, you know, help to educate them. Then we begin to talk about how we can get that effect 
without having to go all the way there. So maybe the entire ceiling is not dripping with flowers, but maybe the chandelier piece that's in the middle of the room is. You know, maybe, you know, you don't have large red rose arrangements on every single table, like in Pinterest that you saw, but maybe we create some standout tables, like maybe four, I'm crazy about symmetry. You will never see any of my weddings that's off symmetrically. Like it's not, I, I, I don't know, I may, I may explode if I were to ever see that. <laughs> so if we got two over here, we got two over there. If we've got three over here, we got three over there. So, you know, I like to make sure that everything balances out and that things get the proper focus. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, how about any kind of insider secrets, like how you can save money on your decor? I know one thing that comes to mind is I know there's some things maybe you use for the ceremony and then you can repurpose and use it still for the reception as well. Um, mm -hmm. What are your secrets about kind of saving money on the decor? Okay, so that's like number one, you know, what you use in the ceremony, you use in the reception, which is one of the reasons why I design the reception first and then go back to designing the ceremony. So that way I can tell, okay, I've got four arrangements here. Let's put, you know, how many ever in the back and, you know, do whatever. So um, that is that that's number one. Number two is maximizing a centerpiece. And what that means is like, let's say typically you have a table that will see eight people. Well, if we can create some type of pod of sorts, you know, whether that be a cross table, whether that be an extra long rectangular table or whatever, um, but creating something where a centerpiece can maximize how many people it kind of covers, if that makes sense, yeah. that that definitely helps as well. I've done cross arranged, you know, cross tables many a times where I've done a big, huge arrangement in the center. Then you've got your cross, you know, your, your rectangular tables that have like flowers and candles going down, but everything kind of feels centered, you know, in that centerpiece. Um, the other thing is like doing big, huge squares, you know, to, to maximize the number of people that are there and put a centerpiece on there. Um, some other things would be, um, you know, one of the more common things that is happening now to make arrangements look a lot more expensive than what they probably are is the use of latex flowers. So if someone has some beautiful phalaenopsis purple orchids, um, you know, you can get some like real to touch um, orchids that you can use over and over and over again. And so if you have this beautiful rose arrangement that has hydrangeas and roses and greenery and so on and so forth, you can stick a couple of those um, orchids in there, pull them out, use them again later, and no one would ever know the difference because they're not cheap looking. Um, so that's, that's something. And I think that that might be like a florist hack. So don't tell the florist that I told about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, whenever you can reuse things. So I think that's such a cool tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's all I got right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, any other general advice or tips when it comes to reception decor? Yes, hire someone professional to do the flowers. Um, the whole concept that like fake flowers are are less expensive is a myth and what i mean by that because it seems like i'm counteracting what i'm saying but i'm not sometimes people will say oh well we can just have fake flowers we can go to michael's gather up 
a bunch of fake flowers, that's gonna be less expensive, right? Wrong. If you ever go to Michael's and you pick up one of those rose flowers or whatever, they're a good $4.99. But an actual rose may cost maybe $1.99, maybe 99 cents. So once you add up how many you need of those, plus the mechanics, plus the labor to put everything together, really those fake flowers that you thought you were going to save some money on, you're not, you're not at all. <laughs> the other thing that I would say is, um, you know, getting, um, you know, the cake is another major point. And, you know, sometimes we may have a wedding for like a hundred people that may yield a three-tier cake. But if you really want to make that cake stand out, there's nothing wrong with putting some faux tears in there as long as your baker is okay with it. Um, and then, and you've got your cake to feed everybody, toss a couple of faux tears in there, put a little buttercream or put some um, fondant around it, call it a day, and you've got more of a presence with that cake. Um, outside of that, just make sure to hire someone to help you bring your vision to life. That's it. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Make sure that you get your team in place and you hire the right people. So that way, when you get to your big day, it comes off exactly as you planned and you're not left scrambling or, you know, exactly. missing things that you didn't think of too. So, right, right. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Alana, tell us more about yourself and your company. Okay, well, um, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, but currently I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, where my business is. And um, Ilana Walker Events has been in existence since 2009. So I am 11 years old. My company is 11 years old. And um, we have had the honor of doing a lot of different types of weddings in a lot of different places. Um, I'm happy to say that we have currently adjusted things to where we are now by coastal. So we um, we have offices in in California as well as North Carolina, uh, and then you know we just kind of ping back and forth uh, between there and all over the place. Honestly, we have weddings in Tennessee and Mexico and Bahamas and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I and I love. I love doing weddings abroad. I, I just, I, I absolutely do. It's such an adventure. It's, it's an adventure to meet different people and um, have access to different resources as well. So, um, so that's my business. I'm also the um, founder of Southern Noir Weddings, which is a Southern wedding resource for brides of color getting married in the South. Um, and then I also am a founding board member of the National Society of Black Wedding and Event Professionals. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me. I'm a wedding planner. I'm a mom. I have two sons. You, and, um, you know, we're currently struggling through virtual school like everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you certainly like to stay busy. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> and how can everyone get in touch with you? Okay, so um, my website address is www.elanawalker.com. Um, I also have a mentoring program coming out soon. So definitely be on alert for that for those who need a little help with growing their business. Um, it's been 11 years, I've learned a couple of things and I wanna share uh, and help other businesses grow. But um, yeah, visit me on my website, www.elanawalker.com. Send me an email at elana at elanawalker.com or just pick up the phone, Elana, no. 919-753-8624. And then I'm also on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Ilana Walker events. 
Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed chatting with you all about reception Likewise. decor. Thank you yes. so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. <laughs> and I love how I'm matching your Phalaenopsis orchids in the back. Right? It's like we coordinated this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed learning all of those tips about reception decor. And don't forget, you can catch all of our podcast episodes over at transformyourwedding.com. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Rent My Wedding, your one-stop shop for event rentals. Order online and rentals are delivered right to your door. Shipping is free both ways nationwide. Rent lighting, backdrops, photo booths, and more. With the most five-star reviews in the industry, Rent My Wedding makes rentals easy and affordable. Book your rentals today at www.rentmywedding.com.